Hey, I, I really do love uh, this church. I love what God's doing here. Um, I love the sound of this church. I just, I, I love the, the way you worship, the way you respond to God, your obedience. Uh, I said this in the first service. You can tell when you walk into a place the difference between a prayerless place and a prayerful place. I'm going to tell you this. You can feel that this is a prayerful place. That people have been praying, people have been seeking God, and it's evident by the atmosphere. Did you know that God relegates himself to faith-filled prayers? I wish God would just do what he needs to do, but he decides to trust humans like us to pray in faith, and when we pray, God moves. And uh, I'm going to tell you this, today, God's going to move. You, you, you came at the right time. You came to the right service. You came to the right location. God wants to do something in your life. And uh, literally, I believe what could happen in the next couple minutes is that the entire trajectory of your spiritual life could change. Some of you walked in sick, you're going to walk out well. Some of you walked in bound, you're going to walk out free. Literally, when, when the people of God come together, anything is possible. Did you know that? This is an atmosphere of faith. And where faith is, anything is possible. God specializes is impossible situations. It's, it, it, it's, it's easy for God to do miracles that we think are hard. And so, so you came to the right place. I, I have been, I got to tell you, I've been worried uh, about you in California here. Um, I, I'm on the board of a couple churches here in California. We're in a, a Zoom meeting. I was telling uh, some of your team that we were in a, a Zoom meeting with the pastor. And um, I got on the call late. When I got on the call, he was, looked a little distressed, him and his wife. And he said, we haven't seen it like this for years. And I'm like, oh my goodness. He's like, people are discouraged. People are, people have been depressed. And so I'm thinking, what happened in his church? And uh, he said, Pastor Dustin, it's really bad. I'm like, okay, well, just help me understand. Like, what, what happened? He goes, you have not heard? I'm like, I have not heard. And he goes, about the rain? <laughs> yep, so... I feel bad for you for the, for the rain. You do have homes, okay? So you could just go inside, but, you know, it's, it's, it's all right. Um, it's all right. We're glad that the rain came, and it could be y'all's fault because I heard you in worship, and it sounded like you were asking for rain. It feels like God might be pouring out something just in physical rain. It feels like there might be an outpouring of the Spirit of God. Joel says this is that, right? That the prophets prophesied that your sons and your daughters would prophesy. I believe this, that God's, God's raising up a remnant. He's raising up a collection of people that are full of faith, that are, uh, that are audacious in their prayers, and they actually have the, 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 the faith to believe that God can do the impossible. And I believe that we're sitting in a room like that today. When you come under these tents, you walked into that type of atmosphere where anything is possible. You know, I was, I was in a service a couple uh, weeks ago, a little over a month ago now, and um, the Lord gave me a word of knowledge. Word of knowledge is what we believe is one of the gifts of the Spirit. And um, I, I saw a man with like a torn labrum, right? And this is, this is embarrassing. So I heard labrum, and, and, and I had to ask one of my staff, I'm like, is that in the shoulder? So that's it. I just got to say it like I heard. I'm like, hey, you know, someone's got a torn labrum. And uh, I made a big mistake because I, I said, if that's you, why don't you just raise your hand? 
which that, that's mean to do, right? You know, Jesus did it though. He told blind men to come to him. So it's like, you know, like, why don't you go to them, Jesus? Why do they got to come to you? But the man, he lifted up his hand and uh, the power of God touched him and completely healed his labrum. Now, now this is cool, but I want to I tell you something and how it affects you. Is that when we released that word and God healed that man, later after that service, over the last couple of weeks, I've gotten four additional messages from people that were in that same service that had shoulders injuries, shoulder injuries that were healed. One was one of my board members, and he texts me late that night, Sunday night. And he said, Pastor, he said, I didn't want to like take somebody else's word. He said, but I I've had a torn labrum. And uh, he said, I haven't been able to swing a golf club in six months. First world probs, okay? It's like, what well, Jesus cares about your golf swing as well. Um, we're trying to transform a city, but we're glad. I'm glad you're getting back on the course. Uh, he says, so just, you know, maybe pray for me. And I said, Mike, I'm going to pray for you right now. And God's going to heal you. And I texted him. Okay, this is God's. Man, we put these limitations on God. God's so powerful. So I texted him. I said, God's healing your shoulder right now in the name of Jesus. And I get a text back, like, like right away, pastor, dot, dot, dot. And then the little bubble comes up, like he's texting. I'm like, man, I think this is good. And he says, I felt like, like ice in my veins in my shoulder. And a numbness came over my shoulder. Now, this guy, if you knew him, he's like our financial guy, okay? If that tells you anything. He doesn't feel ice in his veins very often, Okay? We love y'all. We need you. But it's like, it's not like he's got big emotional ups and downs. It's pretty much just steady for the last five decades. He says, I felt ice in my, in, in, in my veins. And he said, the pain left. It was late that night. He said, I'm getting up tomorrow morning. I'm going to go swing my golf club. And so he got up the next morning. And he texted me. He said, I swung my golf, golf club for the first time in six months with no pain. Okay, now this is cool. This is how God works. I want you to get this because this is for you. When God releases a word, the faith that it takes for us to release a word is the same faith that it takes to receive a word. I limited God to one man with a shoulder, but there was other injuries in the room that when people attach their faith to the word that they got healed. So I want you to know this, that you are in an atmosphere where God wants to do something supernatural. And if you would attach your faith to what God has been saying and what God is saying, God will do something supernatural in your life right now. Some of you are going to get healed today. Some of you gave up 15 years ago on a condition that you've been diagnosed with. But I'm here to prophesy to you that today it ends. That what has been said over you will not define you, but healing comes to your body even now in the name of Jesus. That's the type of God we serve. So welcome to church. My name's Dustin. I'm a pastor in Dallas. And... Um, like Pastor Mark said, it's a great country. I love that joke that he always says. And um, I, I have a word for you. And um, I, God, I, one thing happened in the first service, but I felt God just as I was praying and, and worship. We're just shifting things just a little bit because God's doing, so, I feel this freshness just of what God's doing, even, even in this service. So I want you to go in your Bibles to Joshua chapter 6. It's an Old Testament passage. And I actually love the Old Testament. I love biblical study. And I love how powerful the Word of God is. 
If you're going to experience the presence of God, it becomes imperative that you become a studier of the Word of God. Because the presence without the Word gets weird. The Word is the anchor on the presence of God. So, so many people, they're either presence people or they're Word people. And both of them are wrong. Because if you're in the Word, it will usher you into presence. And if you're in presence, it's anchored by the word. So I, I, I need both of those things. But when you look at scripture and all the preachers in the room, all the young communicators in the room, if you study the word of God, the word of God will write your message for you. We live in a time and in a generation where we try to come up with the most catchy thought or illustration or catchphrase online. And I'm going to tell you this, the thing that will pass, the thing that will last way longer than your catchy phrase is the word of God that's imparted into a heart. So I love all our young preachers all over the internet right now that, that, that can get you some, with some shock factor, but the shock factor is going to pass like the next fashion style. But what will remain is the word of God that's imparted into your heart. So I want to look at an Old Testament passage and I just want to pull a couple thoughts that I believe really are prophetic thoughts for you and for your church. I, I want to preach to you not like beginners. I want to preach to you like leaders. Yeah. I want to just have like a little leaders meeting right now. Like this is my first time to Oceans. That's all right. We're going to have a little leaders meeting because I, I, I believe this, that God knows the audience he's speaking to. Oftentimes in, in youth ministry, I was in youth ministry for years, I've realized that young people will rise to the level of expectancy put on them. So for the youth pastors that just wanted to babysit, all they had was babies to sit. But to the youth pastors that believe they had world changers, they developed world changers. I believe in Ocean's youth, there's some world changers. I believe in Ocean's college, there's some world changers that are being raised up. Why? Because you have leaders that see the thing that's in you. So today, I want you to know this. God doesn't see you where you're at, although he knows where you're at. He sees what's in you because he put it there. When God spoke to Gideon, he didn't call Gideon, you scaredy cat that's hiding from your purpose. He says, God is with you. He is with you, you mighty warrior. So God labeled him as a mighty warrior in the time that he was hiding in fear. This is interesting about God is God never calls you according to your past or even according to your present. He always calls you according to your potential. So it doesn't matter if you had a crazy weekend or a late night last night. God sees you right where you are and he doesn't call you a failure and doesn't even just call you a sinner. He calls you a man and woman of God with great potential to change the world for Jesus. So if you walked in these tents and you feel shame, that's the devil. Because when God looks at you, he looks at you with love, and he believes in the purpose that's in you. But how many believe God has a plan for your life? A plan that's better, probably better than you think it is. Joshua chapter 6, if you grew up in Sunday school, you've heard this passage of scripture. Joshua chapter 6, verse 1, it says, Now the gates of Jericho were securely barred because of the Israelites. No one went out, and no one came in. And then the Lord said to Joshua, see, I have delivered Jericho into your hands, along with his king and his fighting men. March around the city once with all the armed men. Do this for six days. It's an interesting tactic of battle. Have seven priests carry trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. I, I, I'm, I'm a man of faith, but I'm going to go into a fight. I'm probably not sending the musicians first. 
That's just me. I love musicians. We need them. I'm just saying, like, yeah, okay. March around the city with all the armed men. Do this for six days. Have the priests, the musicians, go first, carrying trumpets of ram's horns in front of the ark. On the seventh day, march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the trumpets. And when you hear them sound a long blast on the trumpets, have the whole army give a loud shout. And then the wall of the city will collapse and the army will go up, everyone straight in. How many people? Everyone. It is imperative in this day in history that the church not, be consist, not, not consist just of pastors and leaders, but that what God is doing, we do together. Everything in our world is trying to tear us apart right now, and I believe this, that God is looking for a unified church. I don't know if you know this or not, but we live in the United States of America. Did you know that? The United States. We live in the United States of America, yet we are more divided than we've ever been. And can I go so far as to say the church as a whole is more divided than it's ever been. And to do what God's asking us to do, it is going to require us to not do our own thing, but to do his thing. Because what God wants to do is not just affect a city, not just save a couple people in a city. God wants city transformation. God wants everybody in Orange County to come to know Jesus. God wants everybody in California to come to know Jesus. God wants the world to have access to this good news. But in order for that to happen, it's not about a couple people preaching here and there. It's about us going together. Scripture says when the walls fall, fell, they nobody hung back. Nobody watched. Nobody decided this is as far as I'm going. Nobody thought it was too loud. Nobody thought it was too long. Nobody thought the pastor was too young or too old. I started pastoring when I was really young. It was one of the first complaints uh, for, my, for my church. Is like, well, you know, we love the church. We feel the presence of God. My life was changed. I was suicidal. God gave me a purpose for my life. But, but you're too young. And I'm like, it's the only thing I can't change. And it sounds like things are going well for you. It, it, anyways. I believe this, that if we are not unified, you know, unif unity is not uniformity. Which not means you have to worship like I worship or I have to sound like you sound. Unity is the same purpose. So you can have your personality and your style, but we can still go after the same thing. We can have synergy because of the unity of purpose. God is not looking for a church that imitates one another. God is looking for a church that is unified in purpose. So for some of you that are saying, well, I just don't fit, I'm different. You can be different as long as you are unified to the purpose. The body of Christ is big enough for your differences as long as you're in the body of Christ. You got to be careful that your difference didn't make you form a wrong body. As long as you're submitted to the head that is Jesus, then we got room for your gift and we got room for your personality. But you got to make sure you're connected to the body. You know, it's interesting. We've had a crazy couple years around the world. And, um, and, 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 and I'm just wondering where the prophets have been. Because right now I see all kinds. I'm not knocking any prophets. I, 
there's a lot of prophets right now that are saying, we prophesy a move of God's spirit. Okay, well, I love that. I love that. But God's moving. So to me, that's not prophecy. That's a testimony. Yeah. God's doing it. You saw it. You said it. That's called a testimony. Prophecy is in 2020 when somebody say, I see the awakening of a global church movement. I see a state called California that's turning back. Friends, that's prophecy. Prophecy says something in the storm that no one else can see. Prophecy is able to see what God sees when you cannot see it in the natural. And I believe God's raising up a unified church that will say something that is different than the, tr than the world is saying. That we will adhere to a different narrative than what is being preached to us and what is being jammed and rammed down our throats. I believe this when you listen to the word of God. You will hear hope for your city and hope for your state. How dare people talk bad about California when they don't know your God? In fact... My God does his best work on, in places and in people that others have written off. I'll prove it to you. There was, there was this guy. I'm going to finish my scripture in a second. It's still there. It's still there. There's a guy named Saul in the Bible, one of the most feared men in the early church because the Bible says that Saul was attacking and killing Christians. I mean, we think if we get a negative comment on social media that we're being persecuted. Oh, that must be so hard for us. And Paul's out there. Saul is out there. That's walking into tent meetings like this and killing people or arresting you to shut down this gathering. That's what Saul was doing. Now, in, in modern American, Americanized Christianity, we would say, Saul has to go so that the church can thrive. And God was like, I'll take Saul on the road to Damascus, and I'll give him an encounter with the presence of God. I'll change Saul to Paul, and I'll take the greatest persecutor of the church... And I'll make him the greatest builder of the church. Because the greatest testimony of the, to the world is not to get rid of all the bad people. But to take the bad people and change their heart and make them good people. What if we stopped fighting each other? And we started understanding that this battle that we fight is not against flesh and blood. This battle that we fight is not against each other. And when we realize that, the people that we think are the problem, we start praying and seeking God that God would visit them in their homes and in their offices and in their cars and the greatest persecutors of your freedom and the greatest persecutors of your state and the greatest persecutors of your freedom all of a sudden have an encounter with a life change. Whoa. You, now I'm going to step on your toes for a second. For some of you, you would rather have God done it without Saul instead of change Saul. Because if you put it into modern day, it does not feel good because there's some people we can't even say their name without half the tent splitting. You know what the Bible says? The Bible says to bless those who persecute you the bible says to love 
your enemies. The Bible says that this is how you will know them, by their love. I believe that what God is doing in California, in Oceans Church, but literally around the world, is uniting, uniting his church in purpose so that when the walls fall, we all can go straight in and cities all around the world will be transformed with the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jericho is a Sunday school story. Joshua fought the battle of Jericho. The Bible says that they were all there. They marched around the city, right? They, the Lord told them to shout. The walls fell, all of this. But I want you to know something about Jericho. Jericho was built in one of the lowest geographical places in that region. So when the people of Israel were delivered from Egypt, they set out on a quest to the promised land. So God set them free and was bringing them to promise. On the journey to promise, they were in the wilderness, and the first city that they faced was Jericho. And I don't think it's a coincidence that the first city they faced was Jericho, and it was at its lowest place. Because I believe God wanted to show off in Jericho which was at the lowest place because if God can show up in your lowest place then you can trust him at any other place see if you've ever been at your wits end and God's come through for you that's why you can have faith like you have faith that's why you can stand in the midst of trials because people don't know your story you've been in Jericho you've been in low places but God came through for you and that's why you have the faith that you have do, do you know why your pastors have the faith that they have not because they've never been in a wilderness and not because they've never faced a Jericho but in the lowest places of their journey God has shown himself faithful did you know that every time I get on the phone with your pastor pastor Mark he challenges my faith and I think I'm a faith-filled person but when I talk to your pastor he has a gift of faith he believes big he prays dangerously we talk on the phone, and then I'm like, man, I need to, I need to get saved. I've got to have more faith. Sometimes when I'm about to take a step of faith, I don't do WWJD. I do WWMark, I mean MD. What would Mark do? Because I'm like, man, I think I'm gonna, we're going to purchase this new building. It's a lot of money. I'm like, what would Mark do? He's like, he wouldn't even sweat about that. I'm going to pray for somebody in a wheelchair. What would Mark do? I, he, he, he didn't care at all. I'm going to share my faith with the waitress. I'll just do it. Right? Because he's a man of faith. He's a man of faith. Did, 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 you, did you know that when you have history with God and you see God show up time and time again, then you begin to walk with a new level of faith? I want you to know this. For some of you, you're facing your Jericho today. And God's about to show himself strong. And what he's about to do in you and through you is going to be your testimony for decades to come. Because God saw you in the low place and he brought you through. God saw you in the valley and he brought you through. So any other place you can trust him in because this isn't even half as bad as that. And if God came through there, then surely he will come through here. He was in a, Jericho was in a low place, a low place, and the people of Israel had to go through Jericho in order to get to the promise. What's interesting to me is the Bible says that the walls of the city were thick, that they would ride chariots literally around the walls of the city. It's not like a small city, not like a small wall. It's a big city. And no one came out 
and no one went in, which means, now check this out, the city, Jericho, the people were not attacking the Israelites. It was just in their way. If, If no one's going out and no one's coming in, it's not a threat to you. They didn't say they were terrorizing the Israelites day in and day out. No, it doesn't say this. It was shut up. They were afraid of the Israelites, so it shut up. No one's coming out. No one's going in. So I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to tell you my tendency if I was the Israelites. If I was the Israelites, I would have went around Jericho. I mean, it's there. It's not hurting me. I'm trying to get there. Let's just, let's go. Why pick a fight? Have you ever felt like life has picked your fights for you? Wow. I mean, there's some fights I'm like, yeah, I got that. And then there's some fights like, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, some years roll around like, I don't want that fight this year. No, no, I rebuke that year in the name of Jesus. I don't want it. <laughs> fights are important in order to develop you for destiny. I want to slow down just for a second. I want you to hear this prophetically. That the fight God has given you is not to kill you. The fights God gives you are fights he trusts you with because he believes in you. God would never give you a fight that would take you out. He gives you a fight to develop strength in you, perseverance in you, faith in you, history in you. So if you really believe this, the next time a fight shows up at your doorstep, instead of being mad at God, you would thank God that he trusts you enough to give you that fight. The next time you compare your fight with someone else's fight and you wish you had their fight, instead you should thank God that he sees enough in you to trust you with the fight he gave you. The people of Israel were not given fights to take them out. They were given fights to develop strength. So you have to see this. Some of the things you're fighting in your culture and in your family, in your personal life right now, they are not fights to kill you. They are fights to test you. In fact, one time the Bible says that when the Israelites were heading towards the promised land, that God took them around the long way. Man, I don't know about you, but I'm like, I'm very upset. With anything God decides to do the long way. I'm into instantly. I'm into suddenly. I'm into right now. And it says, and God took them little by little. Man, I'd rather you swear at me. Than tell me this is going to happen little by little. And he says the reason that he led them around the long way is if they would have faced the enemy on the short way, it would have overpowered them. So check this out. He loved them enough to lead them slowly. And every battle that they faced was a God-ordained battle to pull strength from them that they already had. I'm going to help somebody right now. Somebody's in the fight of your life right now, and you think it's going to kill you, and I'm here to tell you that whatever's telling you it's going to kill you is a lie from the pit of hell, because God trusted you with that fight, because you have the strength in you to win that fight. In fact, you're more than a conqueror. You are not a loser. You will not lose. You will not be defeated. My Bible says with God all things are possible and the reason that God trusted you with that fight is to pull something from you that you didn't know was there that's what fights do 
is they pull something out of you. Like, wow. I didn't know. When my, my wife, Jamie, and I, we first got married, we've been married for 16 years now. She's amazing. She's an incredible Bible scholar and teacher. And, and uh, I, I am like the, I'm, I'm like, as a husband, especially when we first got married, I was super protective, right? I'm like that guy, you know, like stereotypical. And so, so we went to a Dallas Cowboys game. Nobody boo. Um, Got to preface that. Um, and uh, there was like some, some kind of some guys that got a little crazy after the game and, and uh, it was getting a little rowdy and uh, I was walking ahead to get the car and I, Jamie was behind, she was waiting for me and I hear like some commotion. And so I turn around and there's two men there saying inappropriate things to my wife. And I'm like, I've never felt my heartbeat like this. You ever felt this? And I'm like, I could lift the car. I could, I, I, I could, I don't need a weapon. Like, I, I am a weapon right now. I f it was cold out. I felt heat. I mean, it was just a wild. And, and, and you know what I realized? I'm not going to tell you the end of that story. It ended amicably. All right. Love your enemies. I realized something came out of me that I never would have found if the fight didn't present itself to me. So we have half of our Americanized Christianity mad at God for fights that they're having to walk through. And it's the love of God that presented that fight to you to pull something from you that you didn't know was there. And so you look back on seasons of your life and you, saw, you thought, I would never make it through that. But you, you did. You did. You thought you would never make it through it when you were in it. But now looking back on it, you're like, wow, I made it. I made it through that. It didn't kill me. It didn't take me out. Because you have something in you that's greater than what you think. And it's something that God put on the inside of you. It's called city taking faith. It's called conquering faith. It's, it's, called, it's called the power of God that comes on people when they begin to walk in obedience. When you need God, God shows up. That's why sometimes we go on mission trips and we see all these miracles. And we're like, why aren't we seeing miracles at home? Because you did 37 things first before you ever asked God. If you don't have anything, he becomes your first option. When you have everything, he becomes your last option. And in the church in America, prayer used to be our first resort. Now it's our last resort. Nothing else works. Nothing else has worked. We got to pray. We're calling prayer meeting. The world's gone crazy. We have tried everything, right? I've tried to raise my kids. I've done, every, I've done, I've done everything. It's time to pray. We, we, we've missed it because prayer is first. And if you needed God more, God would show up more. So when you put yourself in a position where you need God or God presents a fight to you where you need him, then all of a sudden you realize you got something that you didn't know you ever had. This was years ago. I was, I was 15 years old. And I, don't, I haven't told this story a, a, a ton, but it was a story that marked me because I was 15 years old and I was at Wendy's with my mom. Anybody ever eaten at a Wendy's? They make those square patties like trying to make it unique. It's like, it's a hamburger. Nobody cares if it's a circle or a square, whatever. And so we were there and we're eating, and while we're eating, I heard a scream from outside. 
And, and I, it, you know when you hear a scream and you, it's not like we're on a ride at Disneyland. It's like you hear a scream like that's not, something's not right. And I jump up and it's a 15 year old. I don't know what made me jump up, but I jump up and I run to the window and I look out and there is on the drive through a baby that is on the, on the concrete and the mom is leaning over the baby and she's screaming, she's dead, she's dead. And I'm 15 years old. Okay, so this is like a defining moment of my life, what happens in the next couple moments. I feel faith. The, like the fight thing that I felt? This is like from God. That one wasn't. This one is. Felt almost similar. I feel this faith. I bust out of Wendy's into the parking lot right as a, an off-duty EMT had ran up and he's holding the baby, the mom's screaming, she's dead, she's dead. And I don't know what overcame me. This is why we just got to get back to childlike faith because this is sad to admit. I don't think I would do this today. But as a 15-year-old kid that didn't know better, I said, can I hold the baby to the EMT with the mom screaming, she's dead. The EMT, now you know this is God. Gives me the baby. <laughs> I'm telling you, you can call my mom. She's probably watching right now. So I am on the drive-thru of Wendy's as a 15-year-old with an 18-month-old baby in my arms. My mom, because my mom's a woman of faith, comes running out the Wendy's. She's like, that's my boy right there, right on the concrete, holding the baby. She says, and we start praying together, we speak life in the name of Jesus. There's about 12 people now that gathered around. So we speak life in the name of Jesus. No color, no breathing, no movement. My mom, she says, I rebuke the spirit of death. And we speak life. And that baby, snot started coming out of her nose. She started coughing. My mom got in the ambulance. The ambulance pulled up. My mom got in the ambulance with the mom and the baby because you know my mom's going to win her to Jesus on the way to the hospital. They went to the hospital, checked her out, totally healed, nothing, nothing wrong. I'm going to tell you something. Many of us are too mature to be able to obey God in the ways that it it, this life requires for us to obey God in order for us to see the supernatural. So I don't say it to say, wow, what cool thing happened. I say it to say, man, I, I hope I could still have the same audacity. I, I hope I could have the same, uh, same faith that would talk to the professional. Sarah, I got something that you don't know about. I know you can take the vitals, but I can change the vitals. I know you can read the temperature. I can change the temperature. No, 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 not me. This is what we can do. That's what the people of God can do. If you settle on this side of Jericho, you will settle for what you have. Disorders, dysfunction, fear, resentment, anger, addiction, deception, unhappiness. But if you recognize that the fight that God put in front of me, 
is only to pull something from me. Friends, hear me then you will find that there's something on the inside of you that you didn't know was there. And when you win that fight, it will establish a trajectory of faith that will revolutionize the purpose that's on your life. Because on the other side of Jericho is purpose. And when you start walking in that purpose, you understand that God ordained for me to be in this place, in this role, doing this job, being His hands and His feet. But none of us will do it if we don't get through Jericho. So, so how did they overtake Jericho? I want you to hear this. This service is fun. I like, I like y'all. They shouted. Now, if you're not careful, people would make shout to the Lord ministries. And we'd write songs like shout to the... Just, it's a good idea for you. Shout to the Lord. But you know, it wasn't about the shout in and of itself it, it was it was about the obedience of each and every person to shout because God told them to shout if you're not careful you'll think that noise is powerful noise is not powerful but shouts unto our God as a response of obedience to what he asks of us have the ability to crumble walls that have kept you from your purpose and every wall that's tried to keep you from your purpose every wall that's tried to keep your church from the influence it should have every wall of our city that's tried to keep the power of God out it will crumble when the people of God come together in unity and lift up a shout I'm telling you there's power in the faith that's on the inside of you and that faith will never Never be found unless you come to the fight. Thank you, God, for the fight. Thank you for every fight. Thank you for every delay. Thank you for every disappointment. Thank you for every setback. Thank you for every every time it seemed like you took too long. Thank you for every situation I didn't understand. Thank you for every conflict. Thank you for every person that ever betrayed me. Thank you for every person that ever left me. Thank you for every person that ever broke my trust. I know it's difficult, but if you see this, you've got something in you. So what are you going to do? Just let it be what it is? Be a wilderness wanderer? Or say, God, you gave me Jericho for a reason. So how do I unlock it? How do I unlock it? I'm going to tell you, there's, there's three sounds, I believe, prophetically. You can stand up. Well, I'm, I'm going to close. Three sounds that I believe God's ordained to come from the life of a believer, but I believe specifically from Ocean's Church. It's the sound of preaching. The sound of preaching. Do you know preaching is not what I'm doing right now, really? The Bible says pastors are meant to, are designed to, equip the body the saints for the work of the ministry which means the greatest preachers in these tents are in these seats if we were just trying to gather a crowd we've done that if we're just trying to get a big group of people together have a nice church we've done that but that's not our mission tell every one of your parents kids are serving God every prodigal son every prodigal daughter that you've been praying for until everyone see this is what I'm talking about settling well they're just making their own decisions nope we're gonna make their decision for them we are gonna barrage heaven with prayer 
until that Saul turns into a Paul. There is nothing outside of God's reach. There's nothing outside of God's possibility. So we're going to have the sound of preaching. That means that you have to share what God's done in you with someone else. That's how you preach. You just be a test. You be, you, you be a testimony of what God's doing. And it's the sound of prayer. What's the shout sound like? It's the shout of preaching. It's the goodness of what God's done in my life. But it's the sound of prayer. When the disciples asked Jesus, hey, will you teach us how to pray? This is really interesting. This is going to mess with some of you. But it's really important. Jesus, he's a good person to ask to teach, all right? Jesus teaches how to pray. He says, when you pray, think about, no, no. See, some of you just, you're right up here. And it's not that God doesn't know your thoughts. But life and death are in the power of the tongue. So some of you, you've got a big heart, but you need to let your big heart have a big mouth so that you can have big faith. The sound of preaching, the sound of prayer. When God looks throughout the earth, let him always hear from Ocean's Church a sound of prayer. When you pray, say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in mm. Say it. And then the sound, and this is my favorite one, the sound of praise. The mark of a believer should be that there should always be sound coming from me. The sound of the testimony of what God's done. The sound of prayer. Me barraging heaven for God to do what he said he's going to do. And the sound of praise. Praise is not a thank you for what God's done. Praise is a thank you for what he's about to do. Praise is forward thinking. Praise is in the future. I praise God my kids will serve him. I praise God California is on fire with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I praise God that there is an awakening spiritually happening in Gen Z. I praise God that bodies that are broken and sick are being healed. That's praise. Praise is forward. Some people think praise is the engine or the caboose on the train of what God's doing. Praise is the engine that drives what he's doing. I'll start saying it before I see it. People think you're crazy. It's only crazy until they start seeing it. I'm willing to be a crazy church for a little bit. I'm willing to be thought of as crazy for a little while because it, listen, it won't happen. It won't happen unless you say it. God's going to do what he's going to do. What a boring way to live. No wonder God's never done anything for you. God, wait. This is a silly illustration. I'm going to tell you this. When you drive through the drive-thru, when we get done, and you try to get some super healthy food in a very fast way, you could sit outside that window until 2030. And you could be mad that they never served you food. It's a silly illustration, but I think you'll catch it. Some of us, every Sunday, every Sunday, just weary from not getting nothing. If you would just place an order, God would be more than happy to comply. If we would be a church that has a sound, God would begin to move. Walls would begin to fall. City transformation would begin to happen. Bodies would begin to be healed. Souls would begin to be saved. God's waiting on us. 
He put Jericho in your way just to pull faith out of you. And if you pull the faith out of you and lift up a shout in obedience to God, God will drop the walls that have been in your way. May I feel the power of God in this room. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, I want us to do this. I'm going to stop preaching. But can I give you one thing that's just really cool? Okay, so like I need to stop preaching, but I got to show you this because this is cool. When I was studying, I realized that Jericho was the place where the walls fell. And that's not the last time we ever hear about it in Scripture. In Luke chapter 18, the Bible says Jesus went into Jericho. Oh, whoa. This is this years and years and years later, right? Jesus comes into Jericho. And it's there in Jericho where a couple blind men were sitting by the side of the road. And the Bible says they heard that Jesus was coming. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. That's why we need preachers. So that people can hear. Because if they have hear, they have faith to believe. They heard that Jesus was coming. And so they lifted up with a loud voice. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. And all the religious people. So just be careful. If you want a designation, you don't want the Pharisee designation. They said, be quiet. The Bible says, and they shouted all the louder. And Jesus stopped. Did you know that maybe Jesus is on his way to North Dakota? Maybe. Probably not. But if there's a sound in Orange County... He's, got, he's big enough to touch everywhere. But I'm going to tell you this. God will go where he's wanted. God will go where he's invited. God will go where he's drawn upon. And I would believe that there's some people of faith in the room that would lift up a sound. They say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on California. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on my family. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on America. I'm telling you, when we begin to release that sound, God will begin to release his power. Thank you, Jesus. I want you just to bow your heads, close your eyes. We're going to do about three things really fast. The power of God's about to break out in this room. I feel, I just need to shut up so God can do what he wants to do. I, I feel this so strongly. Just bow your heads, close your eyes. Some of you are not right with God. You've walked away from God. You've turned your back on God. Or you've never said yes to him. I'm telling you, in this moment, we're not taking a long time. But in this moment, some of your lives are going to be changed forever by you saying yes to Jesus. I used to say in a youth ministry like this, salvation is like getting out of the driver's seat of your car and allowing God to get in saying, I've tried to drive this thing on my own. I'm done. I'm ready to surrender. I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. Some of you have been jumping back in the car. You need to get out again. And you need to surrender to Jesus. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to call you forward. But I am going to ask you in just a moment, very boldly, just to slip up your hand where you are. Something super powerful is going to happen when you raise your hand. Not because anything's important about raising your hand, but the faith that it takes to raise your hand is the same faith that it takes to shout. There's nothing spiritual about the shout, but there's something really powerful about the faith to shout. There's nothing spiritual about raising your hand. There's something really powerful about the faith to raise your hand. So with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're not right with Jesus, but you're saying, Pastor Dustin, today's the day. I'm giving my life to Jesus. I'm surrendering my heart to him. Slip up your hand right now so that I can see it. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. Anybody else? I'm looking in the back of these tents. Thank you. I see you, bro. It's awesome, awesome, awesome. That's amazing. Come on, Oceans, can we just thank God for these? Thank you, Lord. 
Lord, I pray for those that have lifted their hands right now. Lord, I ask for an outpouring of your love and your grace and your mercy on them right now. Let them feel physically your closeness. Let the weight that's been on them be lifted in the name of Jesus. Lord, let them experience the freedom that comes from salvation. Thank you, Jesus. Touch each and every one of them right now. Thank you, Jesus. This is, this is really common, I, I, so I, I apologize for how common it is, but I heard this as I was praying. I heard the Lord saying that he wants to heal lumbars. Lumbars, that's, is that in, that's in your back, right? Lumbar? Okay, just making sure. Um, where, where are you at? Your, it's a, your lumbar, you need healing. Awesome, I believe there's a couple more. Where are you at? Okay, okay. Now back problems are common, okay? So this is not like super, super prophetic or anything, but I, I'm just trying to obey the Lord. But there's something that happens when the word is released, right? And then your faith attaches to that. So there was, there was here too. There was some over here. Okay, if that's you, just lift your hands. And Ocean's Church, wherever you are, if you have a hand raised next to you, we just, just lightly just place a hand just on their shoulder. And we're going to pray together. Because I can feel that this is not just me preaching. There is an atmosphere in, this, in these tents of the presence of God. So let's just activate our faith. Holy Spirit, we pray right now. Lord, just like you healed so many shoulders, Lord, right now we ask that you would heal backs. We speak to the lumbar, whatever it is, pressure, swelling, disc, uh, degenerative discs, we tell them to be made whole now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, somebody, a, a man in your lower back, lower back, God's healing it right now. You're feeling heat in your lower back, God's healing it right now. That pain goes, that pain goes, the discomfort goes, healing in each of these right now. In the name of Jesus, we tell that pain to go. Lord, let, it be a t let us be able to preach today about what you did in service, what you did in this gathering. In the name of Jesus. If you're getting prayed for, just move it just a little bit. If you can tell that something changed, just move. We, we don't pray just to pray. We pray so God will answer. So we always check what we pray for because we want to know what God's doing. Some miracles happen suddenly. Some miracles take time, but all miracles come about. Man, we believe that. We're going to pray and keep on praying. Anybody just wave right now. You, you know right now. You know right now you feel the touch of God in your back. Pain's leaving, swelling. Okay, right here. Come on, it's awesome. Right here, sir, it's awesome. Come on over here. That's awesome. That's awesome. You're, you just got healed. You're stretching. You got the sunglasses on. Just step in the aisle right there so I can see you. Sir, I want you to know something. God's hands on your life. There's something that God's about to do in the next three months that is, is, is different than some of the things that you've been experiencing. So I saw like, like, like almost a rhythm, like you've been in a rhythm. It's, it's, it's like you, you got it. God's disrupting the rhythm a little bit, but it's for your good. And I saw two things that God was disrupting spiritually. He's disrupting you. It's, I believe that you're going to have a God encounter in the next three months that is stronger than anything you've had before. I don't know what it's going to be. I just, I sense this like, it's like God circled a day on the calendar that just says, I'm, I'm taking you to another level. Financially, there's a miracle that God's doing as well. So I saw two things that God's doing, one spiritual, one financial, and that, 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 that God's doing, and it's different. So whether you've been successful or not, it's, it's something that's different, but God's going to surprise you with his goodness. I'm going to tell you this, when God begins to work in you at an accelerated pace, it's because not just so that you can enjoy his blessings, but because God wants to use your life. So I just saw you, and, I, and you may not consider yourself a preacher, but I hear the Lord saying, you're a preacher. 
because literally what God's going to do in these next months, you're going to testify of. So I pray for this man of God right now. Lord, release your power from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, let him never be the same again. Lord, we we unleash miracles financially, Lord, and spiritually in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for healing him. Thank you. Where's my, where's my brother that was up here? Dan? Dan, where's Dan at? Oh, you were behind him. Dan, when we were worshiping, I heard the Holy Spirit say, he's about to do two financial miracles for you. One right after the next. And I feel like they might even be connected. So it's not something that's surprising. I believe it's something that you already know what it could be. But I saw them connected. So I don't know if they're separated right now and they need to be connected. But there is a connection that's happening. And, it, and it, it's... I want to be careful how I say this, but it's it's bigger than what you think it is. It's bigger than what you think it is. It's going to unleash a momentum that is, um, the word that I keep on getting is passive. Not passive in like uh, like passive income. It's literally going to produce a momentum, a system that is generating something to free you to do more of what's in your heart. So Lord, I just thank you for this miracle that's happening in Dan. Lord, I thank you for these things coming together. We loose the miracle now in the name of Jesus. Lord, that passive income that's generated so that he can preach the gospel. Lord, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, touch him now in the name of Jesus. Now, some of you, maybe, maybe you're, you're, you're new to oceans. We believe that God speaks. It's, it's so powerful. There's nothing more beautiful than the voice of God. So, so what, is, what really is prophecy? Prophecy is the overflow of God's heart of love. So God loves you so much, and then sometimes we just get to be the translator. We get to communicate how much God loves. And so that's all we're doing is God loves Dan so much. God, Dan's been faithful. God wants to bless him. Our brother, God healed his back. God loves him. Now the overflow of God's heart, God wants to meet him. Does this make sense? It's not just for pastors, right? We all go in together. This is us. We hear the voice of God. We operate in faith. My brother, you got your fingers up like this. You got a New York hat. God's doing a creative miracle in your life. I believe that you're already gifted creatively. God's about to connect creativity with structure. I believe this, that literally there is a business plan that God's downloading in your mind that is able to let you have creative outlets but connect it to a structure. And you're going to see God bring people around you that are going to help speak into that. And I saw an older man that was giving you wisdom. And so I just, I don't know if it's actually happening now or it's going to happen, but there's been a voice that you've been longing for and it's not just for business it's also I want to be careful when I say this as well I don't know your dad might be incredible might be amazing but there is a a true father's heart voice coming into your life that's going to help develop you spiritually so as you yield to that as you yield to that voice it's going to heal some things in your heart but it's also going to accelerate your purpose I believe this you're facing a couple Jerichos some things that are just, it's like they're in the way. Those walls will fall. They will fall. And you will have access into the thing that God has for you. In fact, God's plan for your life is going to blow your mind. God has something so big and so massive that if he showed you right now, it would intimidate you. But as you take steps of faith and steps of obedience, you're going to just step into that good thing that God has. Come on, can you thank God for his word?
so grateful for the voice of God. Ma'am, you, you just raise your hand. You're just doing some praise right there. Yeah, God, God's hands on you. And there's a couple things I believe God's doing. God's increasing your sphere of leadership. Not just influence, but leadership. Um, I saw women gathered around you, and I saw that once you had been a part of, but now you're beginning to lead. As you step in the place of leadership, and I don't know if you have it now or it's coming, there's boldness that's gonna accompany it. So a lot of times we want boldness before the step, boldness comes in the step. So I saw the Lord almost like you had your sails up to the Lord and God was just breathing a, just a fresh wind into the sails of your life. So you don't have to generate on your own what God's trying to do through you. You can just yield to the wind of the Spirit and He will direct you where you need to go. Isaiah 30, 21 says whether you turn to the right or whether you turn to the left, you'll hear a voice behind you saying this is the way. So you don't have to make it happen. You have to yield to what God's doing. And God's going to, he, He's going to surprise you he's going to surprise you with his goodness I keep on hearing this this is like corporate I keep on hearing this God wants to surprise you with goodness so sometimes we're like surprised by life's pain God wants to surprise can we just prophesy over California and over Orange County that we're gonna we're gonna see a surprising an astonishment of the goodness of God astonished by his goodness okay we're gonna begin to worship in just a second I want you to picture this may I feel God moving in here I want you to picture this Saul turned to Paul your state has been so written off and so criticized by the church by the world over the last three years, what if God said, I'm gonna take the place that has had more conflict and more division and more things written about it, more people moved out of, I'm going to say right there, I am going to pour out my glory. Right there, I'm going to pour out my presence. And God, how amazing if God raised up a church out of Orange County, raised up a church out of California that literally would lead the way in the next great awakening, not just here, but around the world, that states like Texas and Washington and Idaho and North Dakota and Wisconsin and New York and Florida would follow what God's doing here. You know what they said to Jesus? What good can come from Nazareth? Jesus, Jesus is like, man, I'll show you what can come. I don't think he was like that, but. There's a young man. You got a Nike sweatshirt. You're right, you're right there. Yeah, you're just worshiping. God wants to heal you, bro. Do you need healing physically? You do? Just lift your hands. In your shoulder? Yeah. Broke his clavicle in eighth grade, grew back wrong. This is the cool thing about God. God can do not just re repairing, He can do creative. Yeah, you. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. I appreciate you saying that. Jericho's tried to get in the way. Not anymore. Lift your hands. 
how God's coming on you. One, two, three. Touch him now in the name of Jesus. The fire of the Holy Spirit comes on you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. The Egyptians that you've seen in your past, you will never see again. You will never see again in the name of Jesus. I break every bondage. I break every curse. I break every addiction in the name of Jesus. Healing comes on your shoulder now. A creative miracle in his clavicle, in his shoulder, now in the name of Jesus. We release the power of God. Bro, that's the power of God. That's the power of God. The fire of the Holy Spirit comes on you now in the name of Jesus. Just take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. God's healing. He's flushing out things of your past right now in the name of Jesus. Giving you hope for the future. Is your mom a believer? She's a believer and she's been praying for you. And God hears our prayers. And God always honors praying moms. And she's prayed for you. That's why you're still alive. That's why you're here today. And now we join with the faith of a mom that was desperate and say the enemy will not have this man of God. We cancel the assignment of the enemy over his life and say he belongs to God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to take a step of faith. I, I, I feel faith in the tents. Y'all are crazy. I feel like there's a young man here and you have wanted to feel the power of God. But it's like, it's like been a block or you just never have. And even seeing some crazy people around here, you're just like, man, I would love it. I just never, what bro? It feels better, come on. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. It should feel better. I like it. Come on. A young man, you want to feel the power of God. Maybe you felt a block or maybe you've just been super hungry right now or even in this service, you've seen other people and it's just like, man, God, I, I want that. I really, God wants to touch you. Where are you at? It, it might be more than one, but where are you at, young man? Sir, I see you. You're young and hard. Just step in the aisle. That's all right. Just step in the aisle. Yeah, yeah, you step in the aisle. I want to say this. I'm going to pray for everybody else. I just want to say this. I so respect your heart because when I started talking about young men that were desperate, the first thing you did was shoot up your arms and begin to pray and believe. But I'm going to tell you this. This generation needs you. Psalm 71, 18 says, do not let me die. Do not let me pass until I pass on your power to the next generation. Your next 30 years are more important than any other year you've lived. I believe this, that you will be a successful passer of the goodness and the grace and the faithfulness of God in your life. And you will declare it to the next generation. Lord, touch him in the name of Jesus. Where's the young men you need to touch from God? Where you at? It's happening fast. I like this. It's fun. Where you at? Can you come up here? I don't, they're waving at you somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Come on up, all the way up. awesome. I don't know if you can even get up here, but oh yeah, you made it. You made it. You made it. That's fine. Stand right there. What's your name? What is it? Dylan. Dylan, God loves you so much. He loves you so much. Two things. One, I'm just so proud of you for saying, I want God. 
The first step in receiving from God is making the order at the window, and you just did it. The second thing, second thing is just receiving. Just close your eyes, and the power of God's going to touch you. Man, He loves you so much. Lord, we just pray that the wind of your Holy Spirit would just blow on this man of God from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, let him encounter your goodness. I was 16 when you encountered me in a way that changed me forever. Pastor Mark was young when he encountered you and changed him forever. Thank you, Lord, for this man of God, Dylan. Pray touch him now. Just take a deep breath. The power of God's going to touch you. One, two, three. Touch him now in the name of Jesus. That's the presence of God. That's the presence of God. It's okay. You feel that? Yeah, that's the presence of God. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. What does that feel like? It feels great? Warm? It's awesome. He's, he's breathing like, he says, that feels great. That feels warm. That's awesome. God's going to do really good things in your life. But God also wants to do something in your family. Does your family serve the Lord? Are they believers? Christians? Your mom is? Is your dad? Kind of? Okay. I like it. I like it. God's doing something in your dad. You're going to see a change in your dad as God gets a hold of his heart. But it's literally not going to be the dad you grew up with. Okay. I don't know your dad. I don't know if your dad's in the room or whatever. But I'm just going to tell you. There's a transformative work that God's going to do. It's like God's leveling him up. Where a, a, a relationship with God that was like good, it, it's, it's going to change him. It's going to change him. I saw, I saw you guys, and I don't know what your relationship is like. I saw you linked arms doing some things together. So I don't even know if he's in business or you guys have thought about doing business in the future together. But I saw some things that you're going to do in together that for right now seem like that would never happen. But God can do the impossible. So Dylan, God's touching you right now. Lord, seal what you've done in this man of God. Let him never be the same again in the name of Jesus. Let love replace all hatred. Lord, let forgiveness replace all bitterness and resentment. Lord, let your presence replace every addiction, every habit. Lord, everything that's not of you right now in the name of Jesus. Can we do this across this place? Can we just start just making an intentional sound? Let's just, let's just begin to worship. But I want, you to, I want you to use your voice. I want you to actually use your voice, not just to make noise. But why don't we just go with some, some old-fashioned prayer and some old-fashioned praise that the church of Jesus Christ would be heard all over Orange County and all over California. That there would be a sound of worship, a sound of praise. Come on, maybe you've never used your voice in church before. Today's your day. Today's your day. We break the silence barrier that's been over the church. We release the shout. We release the shout. We release the shout in the name of Jesus.
Something's changing, something's shifting as we praise you. Something's breaking, something's changing, something's shifting as we praise Something's breaking, something's changing, something's shifting as we praise Something's breaking, something's changing, something's See, there's breakthrough and there's breakthrough coming in now, coming in now as we praise. There's freedom ringing out now, ringing out now as we praise. There's glory falling down now, falling down now as we revival is breaking out now, breaking out now. Something's breaking, something's breaking. Something's changing, something's shifting as we praise you. Something's breaking, something's changing, something's shifting as we praise. Something's breaking, something's changing, something's shifting as we praise you. Yeah. Something's breaking, something's shifting. Sing to the north, to the north, to the north. We release it to the south. We release it to the east and west. We release the praises of the living God. And to the north, we release it to the south. We release it to the east and west. We release the praises of We release the praises. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to hand it over to your pastors in just a second. There's a young man. You got a black hoodie. Yeah, yeah, it's you. I, I saw like this. Um, it was like, like a fog that has just tried to overtake your joy. And it's not anything you've done or your fault, but it's just like it was like this thickness of fog that just tried to just suppress a joyful spirit and and my son and I he's in the front row we were praying for the service and and we saw God just setting people free and this is a strong word I'm not saying you have this but it, it's setting people free from depression and I'm not saying you have depression but I think that sometimes just the just the weight of life can kind of just be heavy and it just it just makes us heavy and sometimes we don't even know how heavy we are until there's lightness again and so i just saw god like it was like he just like swept his hand and it was like it was just clear sky and the joy that it was like it was like you were waking up early in the morning and you were confused like why why am i even up you were like getting to the end of the day and it's like well what, what else should we do it was like there was like this energy that you didn't even know had been missing as God filled you with joy, it was bringing back. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is our strength. Sometimes the reason we don't have strength is because we just don't have joy. So I want to pray for you if that's all right. Lord, I thank you for this man of God. I just thank you, 
Lord, I just sense just a, a, a sweet, tender, Lord, connected heart. But Lord, the, the life is crazy. Our world is crazy. Sometimes we start to carry, Lord, what other people are carrying or the heaviness of this life. But I pray right now in the name of Jesus, Lord, by your, with your, even just in your gentleness, Lord, and in your mercy and your grace, would you just wipe away all of that fog? Lord, let joy fill his soul in the name of Jesus. Let him be, let, Lord, I pray you be marked by joy. Let there be a lightness, Lord, about his life, even what he does, his work, his just a lightness. Come on him in the name of Jesus. Use his life powerfully. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor Micah, What's your wife's name again? I'm so sorry. Melissa, I'm so sorry. This is terrible. I've been coming for years. Um, I, I saw, Melissa, like God expanding your world. So I, I just saw like the smile of God. And if I could say this, I just felt like this is the season to take the risk. Because what I, what I saw was like just the wind of heaven at your back. And, and, and I, 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 Lord spoke this a long time ago to me personally, and I just feel this for you, is that what is a question mark to us is an exclamation point to God, which means that we wonder if it's going to work or if we're going to be successful. Or, but, but to God, it's already configured. He already knows it. So I just, I just want to encourage you in this season, whatever God's stirring in your heart to swing at, whatever God's stirring, whether it's ministry, whether it's business, that it's time to just move and you're going to feel the wind of God at your back. And I heard the Lord just want to reassure you that you have capacity for everything that he's calling you to, specifically in this season. It, it, you don't have to exhaust yourself or wear yourself out, but whatever God's calling you to in this season, you have capacity to do. So you can just trust God that the ways that he's leading you right now, he's also strengthening you and increasing your capacity to do it. There is authority that's coming on this on the spiritual side on ministry side there's a great authority that's coming to your words i i saw you mentoring women that were twice your age and you even doubted you but they did not because they saw the anointing that was on your life so there's going to be this connection that's going to be happening soon that, that that there is this authority that the only person that doubts it is you everyone else around you sees the anointing everyone else around you sees the call everyone else around you sees the authority so we just say what god said to joshua be strong and very courageous be strong and very courageous in the name of jesus in the name of jesus in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for your miracles. I want to ask you if you would just lift your hands all across this place. Let's worship one more time. I believe this, not just for my brother over here. There's joy that's going to hit this place. This next season, this next move of God is not a move of toil. It's a move of joy. Even warfare is joy-filled warfare. Even intercession is joy-filled intercession. Even fighting is joy-filled fighting. Come on, let's just worship just one more time.